to you live from Torch to Austin, Texas. This is the CEO of Dell Computers uh, and uh, known Longhorns fan, Jason Stewart. How are you, bro? Over here building with McConaughey, doing my thing. Feels good to be here in Texas, the new home of podcasting. No, I mean, they're welcoming us with open arms, obviously, as members of the podcast community, but I think they're still looking at us as East Coast and West Coast outsiders. Because we didn't buy property here. City slickers is what we are, but they take good care of us here in in Austin. Yeah, they don't care that you can drink six micheladas in one setting. You know, they don't care that you know all about breakfast tacos. You know, they're not as impressed. And shout out to our our man Brendan for showing us around yesterday. Yeah, it was a it was a good time. I'm um I uh you know the weather in Texas has been so nice that it's making me like the state even more than I thought I would considering that everything else here is a little bit backwards yeah so i mean the weather in in la has been a little little shite so i guess it is backwards what are some things uh what are some things that you're liking about it so far i don't even know i guess the whole foods probably it's the original location the whole foods and the weather it's the whole foods original location and i like that my uber yesterday was an f350 <laughs> yeah i was telling you when i was in when i was in hawaii if you get picked up in an uber that is a pickup truck they uh well not all the time but my person that i had driving me was nice enough to ask if we'd like to get the full experience and sit in the bed of the truck with our luggage or maybe the luggage goes in the front and we go in the back you know brada style with maybe a, a wild chicken back there mm. if you want to see hawaii like the real <laughs> yeah. hawaiians do but we chose not to smart i, I appreciate that because I, I think that's probably dangerous with a driver you don't know um, I would only trust my friends and loved ones that grew up in the South to drive me in the bed of a truck. Mm. Um, you know, unless it was like, unless it was like a Ryan McGinley road trip when we were trying to capture some sunset content. You prefer maybe just a, maybe a, a wider guy to drive you. I got it. What's the next subject? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we're in, we're in Texas. We're touching the stage tonight, much like Willie Nelson or some of the other famed locals here. Willie Rogan. That's it. That's it, really. Well, Rogan's actually got a gig tonight, apparently, so we're up against Rogan. Yeah, it's anyone's guess who's going to sell more ticks at the end of the night. It's pretty neck and neck at the moment. I don't know where he's doing his show at, but I think you can see, you know, I think you can see Rogan at the at the local taqueria. So maybe it's less exciting. You know, the, we're we're a one night only. It's it's a the Texas swing is merely a one night stand. And then we're back to the the warm cockles of the Big Apple. Throw a a, a golf ball in any direction, you'll hit Joe Rogan in this town. <laughs> yeah, that's damn right, exactly. But I mean, I've been processing the news of the um of the uh, engagement between um, Blink One Eight Two drummer travis barker uh and courtney kardashian you've been processing it yeah i've been processing i saw this great tweet earlier that somebody posted that was like what scott couldn't do in 11 years travis did in 10 months time means nothing don't be scared to start over courtney's 42 and living her best life i love this for her she deserves it with pictures (laughs) of the engagement and this guy said y'all don't know these people lmao (laughs) is the is, is the is the response which i would have to agree the investment in this relationship not that we don't do this to other celebrities but it seems it seems more extreme would you agree with me i would and i i think we were talking or this reminds me of what we were talking about yesterday a little bit where i was mentioning people on the airplane you know and, and it's sort of like the original thought that you would have about these people is like oh god these people are idiots fuck them and now it's moving more on to like i feel bad for them like 
you have to tell somebody like you guys don't know these people these are just people on your television you shouldn't really be thinking this much about them or like having this like emotionally affect you so much yeah and it is because you know i guess people who watch television like this you know bravo reality mm-hmm. i'll be the first to say it i think reality television is not healthy for us chris and this is just you know <laughs> one of the side effects <laughs> Once again, going to the front lines and saying "fuck it," and you're gonna, you know, live your truth, and I appreciate that. But mm-hmm. reality TV is probably the best best thing we have going for us, so I'm willing to risk it every day. A guy like you would say that somebody with a rotted brain. I'm more concerned. Speaking of guys with rotted brains, I'm concerned about your boy Disick because I feel like Disick might show up dead in a in a you know at, at a in a hotel room in the next 48 hours if we don't keep track. Of it. <sighs> if anyone out there's got eyes on Dis. Not dis dick. I'm going to need you to call all your friends in Vegas and tell them, you know, don't sell to him tonight. You know what I mean? Like, let's <laughs> cut him off. No Coke. No Coke. No Molly. No pills. Like, he can If have you his, are like, a busboy at Tau in Las Vegas, <laughs> just take the night off when it, comes, when it comes to Scotty. He doesn't need this right now. I mean, it reminds me of what you just said. We'll reimburse. <laughs> Any lost wages, of course, we'll set up a GoFundMe for Scott Disick's coke dealer in, in <laughs> vegas because he is being put on ice for the next 48 hours uh but it reminds me of like early scott disick you know shenanigan posting there like when you we, when you first heard about uh courtney and and travis dating there'd be like a picture of them like swimming in a pool and like looking very much in love and scott would like reply to the picture like who's this joker get this clown out of here like he'd be talking and then like Ten months later, is like million dollar engagement ring, huh? Okay. And uh, does anybody know any uh, any cliffs I could jump off of, and not in a Diplo kind of way? Do you? Yeah. This this isn't in in Mexico for the gram. <laughs> this is real life. This isn't death. Costa Rica. This is. I'm I'm hoping to really end this tonight. I think that he. I think Travis Barker has more money. What do you think? More money than Scott Disick? Yeah. I mean, I guess Scott was already rich from his family money, right? No, Scott doesn't really have any family money. He's like a middle class guy. I think he's made a lot of. Oh, I really? think he's basically like he's an entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur. You've heard of Talentless, you know his his uh, blanks brand, but but I believe it's mostly like you know the Kardashian affiliation will get you a lot of cool influencer deals. Oh, okay, well then I th- I think for that case, um, I think Travis has more money than Disick. Do you think he has points on all the small things though, or do you think do you think? <laughs> Blink-182 splits it three ways, or do you think it's like a – he's not really a songwriter. He's merely um, the skin slapper. I think that it might not necessarily – because he joined the band – he was not a f- original member. He joined the band after it had already been formed. So maybe oh. there's a chance that it's not, it's not a perfect three-way split, and he might – I'm sure he gets a fair deal. I don't really picture the Blink-182 guys you know, trying to – Give him a raw deal bro, where he gets 10%. That is make, not, bro, no. Tom DeLong is literally like searching for UFOs. I don't think he's like a, I don't think he's a good guy necessarily. People who search for UFOs are bad guys? What does that mean, Chris? I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying maybe they're not a, of right sound mind, you know, and maybe they wouldn't care that their friend, mm. you know, isn't making as much money. Chris, I don't you know. know. I have a scientific mind. I have a scientific mind and I think that I'm a nice guy. I'm a fair guy with a conscience. Do you? So... I think what you're saying is scientifically false. And I think that Travis definitely makes way more because like when Blink-182 does a show for the last, you know, how long have they been a band that's been successful? Like 20 years, probably. Every time they do a show, they make, you know, 
what's what's their guarantee for a show in 2003 $200,000 I mean pro- probably pretty high I mean the warp tour fees are a little lower but they were the face of the of of the, the tour No I'm not talking so about warp tour I mean just like when they were like selling out arenas for 15 years straight you know like Yeah they were doing all each, right I mean they they made millions on top of millions on top of millions and they were making money off of CDs when you could actually make money off of CDs they got they got 90s money they're totally set totally totally set way more than scott because like i i was i was doing uh an event a couple years ago oh here and we I know go. that like the pr people paid scott to do a walkthrough and they probably gave him like i mean no more than 10 grand or something like that to show up and this is when he was dating what's her name 10 grand for a walkthrough ain't that good no i mean that's how much fucking travis barker you know spends on fucking carne asada every weekend i i feel like we could get i feel like we could get 10k for a walkthrough if we played our cards right some of us already have, Chris. But Jason, all this Texas talk and Kardashian talk, it can continue with our guests, but we do have a guest today. Who is the guest today? Let's talk to her. New Gawker, hashtag New Gawker, editor-in-chief Leah Finnegan, uh, who we actually met at, at the Bowery Ball, at the, excuse me, Bowery Hotel. Sorry, I'm getting my Bowery's mixed up. We have so <laughs> many engagements. A lot of Bowery uh, stuff going on. Okay. At the, at, the, at the Bowery Hotel for the Gawker relaunch, but she also was uh, at the Outline for a long time. She's contributed everywhere. I think she has a lot of opinions on the kind of uh, dumb stuff that we like to discuss on How Long Gone, um, and, and hopefully we can get her to, to weigh in on some of those today. Yeah, that's good, because I'm just getting started on, on my Courtney stuff. I know you probably want to get into Musgrave stuff. You know? We need to talk about, yeah, we need to tackle Musgrave today because she's absolutely torpedoing her career. And while I'm in Texas, for some reason, it's hitting harder. You know what I mean? Even though she's a, a, a Nashville resident, fuck Nashville, <laughs> but you know what I mean. We're we're in the home. Like what, As soon as I got off the airplane in the Austin airport yesterday, there was definitely a, a, a female wearing a, a hot pink cowboy hat mm-hmm. in the terminal. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in Austin now. Like someone's going to have... A Spacey Casey themed bachelorette party, probably in our hotel at the pool in just a few hours. Yeah, there's some there's some chicks by the pool now that look like they're probably our age, maybe have a couple kids, but they're looking to get loose tonight. They're trying to fuck well in their made well <laughs> tonight. Yeah, they were reading books by the pool and shit, getting very loose. I believe they were drinking water. What book do you think they're reading, Chris? You know about books. I'm not a big book guy. Probably something they picked up at the at the Austin airport when they were getting their salt lick to go before you they hopped in the Uber. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? In my, I'm going to read the Colin Powell memoir. Just <laughs> Obviously, I've Col- read it before, but... I, just I, I would just it would sit right with me. Colin, man, you know what? That George W. stuff, look, I don't love it. You know, I don't mm-hmm. love weapons of mass destruction, but he was a good guy. You know, and he died of COVID at age ninety eight. So that you know, he, he lived a good life. <laughs> he lived a good he, did he, he lived a good was life. Was he ninety eight and he died of COVID? No, 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 no. But he's I mean, like I know old he as was fuck. He, he obviously was no spring chicken. No, he was old AF. But it's interesting because I don't I don't know a lot about him, obviously, but I do think it's funny that he's kind of been like I feel like there's there's two sides of the coin with him where some people like him and some people really hate him and he gets both. Let's put a pin in this Colin Powell talk. <laughs> and I know our guest is really going to want to get into it. She's probably a big fan of the stuff he's done over the years. So let's give uh, <laughs> let's give Elfin a zoomy. Well, basically, yeah, basically when you have when you're recording without headphones, we, we will when I'm when we're editing the show together, you'll hear us on your recording. And it will just sound like all fucked up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much time you have, you know, in this in a studio recording environment or not. Uh, I'm in my own house. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it appears. <laughs> it's not, it's not you didn't rent out a studio for this uh, for this episode recording today. Well, I did, but then they're like, we all got COVID. You can't come. <laughs> I see. I see. We we've been talking about a lot of hot topics uh, in our little intro, and I, you know, we won't bore you with the Colin Powell stuff. Obviously, it's sad. It seems like you think that getting COVID's funny, Liam, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we don't joke around that kind of shit it's just sad for pete wentz did pete wentz get covid no he's colin 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 sorry <laughs> it's colin's cousin <laughs> what yeah oh shit i think i knew that so you're you're saying fallout boy bassist and ex-husband of ashley simpson pete pete wentz loaded god complex cock it and pull it is actually related to the late mr god yes Compl- okay so you're like I'm not worried about Colin Powell, the guy who is no longer with us on planet Earth because he died of COVID. I'm feeling bad for the guy who plays bass in a shitty band. Yes, I'm feeling bad for Bronx Mowgli Wentz, his son, (laughs) who will never get to know (laughs) Colin Powell. It's just sad. (laughs) That is... Kid is not named Bronx Mowgli Wentz. Yeah, come on, bro. You didn't know that. Also, we can't we can't defame Pete because we're trying to have him on yeah, the show. Yeah, we're trying to get Pete on the show. We wanted to talk about his tennis glow up of the summer of twenty twenty one. You remember that, right, Liam? Who's glow up? Pete Wentz. He he played he I think you guys even wrote about it on the website that you run, but maybe that, maybe that wasn't. That was before. I was like five then. <laughs> no, no, this is recent. No, uh, the summer of 2021, which is about three months ago. I was five then. Are you that young? You do look youthful, but... I'm a prodigy. You have tats and stuff, so I know you're over 18. You can get tats when you're five. You just need parental permission. And your your parents let you go to the office and do the job and everything? That's all. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, so prayers up to Mowgli... <laughs> Mowgli, what Bronx Mowgli? Yeah, we talk a lot on this podcast about how things shouldn't be named the way they're named. The last episode, I'm sure you already listened, but that one we we got into the name of the watch editorial website Hodinky. You familiar with that's that? That's a troublesome one. Yeah, that that makes me worried. <laughs> that name makes you worry, doesn't it? Don't come for dinks. Don't don't come for the dinks. Don't do that. Dink Nation, they got claws. Let's just say that. <laughs> Is that a watch inside watch name? Yeah, I believe it means we've never looked up the actual meaning because that would ruin the joke. No, but- we did look up the actual meaning and I did forget it, but it sort of means I don't, know, I don't remember what it means. I think it, it the word was sort of like of Russian descent. Uh-oh. I've already I've already kind of blocked it out, but you know, a name like Hodinky, it'll keep you up at night, won't it, Leah? But a name like Bronx Mowgli Wentz just the 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 way the amount that it doesn't roll off the tongue right is really what kind of gets under my skin. I don't know what is it about us to where, where names will affect us so much. What do you think, Leah? Just, you know, you're putting on airs. Choose a normal name. Yeah, use a normal name like Chris Black. Right, that does a lot. That works nice. That rolls off the tongue. Do you do you like your names? I my name is my only gift. To be honest, I'm not very <laughs> smart. I guess I'm over six feet tall, which really works in my favor. Your but name is your only gift. Yeah, my name my name is kind of my gift because it's very easy to remember. Mm. You know, you can't mm-hmm. really for, forget it, and it kind of looks nice on the page. You know, mm-hmm. but Jason's name is similar to mine in a way. It's just kind of straightforward. Yeah, my name's Jason Paul Stewart. And when I was a kid, I used to tell people it's a real meat and potatoes name before I really knew what mm. that meant. And I, you know, mm-hmm. who really knows what that means nowadays? What do you, what do you think about my name, Leah? Uh, I think it's great. 
Okay. Three first names. Can't beat it. Uh, my my name is spelled E-W, not with a U, and that's kind of how you go last name. If it was with a U-A, then it's a first name, Stuart. No, it's both our first names, but U-A is a little more fancy. You ever met a somebody named Stuart where it was the first name spelled E-W? I'll give you a million dollars. Fuck. Yeah. She probably went to an Ivy League school, Jason, so she's probably met people that have names like Stuart as their first name. Yeah. Right. Do you, what, what is Stuart's? Do you remember Stuart's last name? Uh, No. I don't. Was he hot? Was he hot though? He, That's the, extremely hot. Fire. Was he rich? Maybe that would be cool too. I don't know. He played a uh, rugby. Oh damn! So he was a nice, thick guy. Yeah, Jason's kind of moving towards thick, oh. so maybe he should. Nice. Yeah, my thighs are a problem. <laughs> Love talking about your bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't listened to this podcast before? Great. I listen to podcasts all the time. Okay. What about the one you're on right now? <laughs> yeah. Not- to be completely honest, I've never listened to a podcast of any kind ever any podcast of any nature ever yeah you really are a wired it girl i'm not an auditory learner more into video 3d you have like a virtual reality kind of chick uh if you put it you know the podcast if you just wrote it down and then it was Mm -hmm. uh just an essay okay that would be great you should try that and we could publish it on gawker that's kind of a funny idea because everyone like when you're in the podcast biz i know you don't know about this because you're anti-pod but a lot of people will be like, oh, if you want to monetize, you also have to pivot to video. But you're saying we can cut a deal where just every hour-long episode is transcribed and then published as an essay on Gawker and, and you'll pay us for that? Right, right. Well, you have to – it can't just be a dialogue. You have to turn it into a narrative. Oh, uh, okay. It has to be adapted. Right. But we can give you um, we can give you 50 cents a word. 50 cents a word? That's not yeah, bad. This pretty, is looking, this is looking pretty good. and. Since Jason can't read or write, I'll be taking 35 cents Great. and breaking him off the rest. But I wonder ideas, who could we hire, Jason, to kind of like punch it up? Maybe a Hollywood script type? Or do, do you have somebody in mind? I do on my own punch-ups myself. I mean, I, I, I'll i like I'll bounce it off some of the greats, but that's not really for you to, to know about, Chris. <laughs> you know, we all have our readers. You know what I mean? I learned late in life how powerful an editor can be. Do you guys agree with that? <laughs> Who are your first readers? Who do you share your work with? Probably uh, my dad. Damn, really? You have a dad? He's a big reader. Yeah, I have a dad. <laughs> pretty pretty sick. She comes on here and shits all over. She's got a dad who she talks to also. Well, what was it like growing up with a dad? Uh, you know, my dad was a beef salesman. Beef salesman? And, uh, yeah, so, okay. you know, I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Big beef. Is that, a, is, that a, is that a pseudonym for a uh, gigolo Chris. or was he actually selling? Beef? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> if she said my I'm dad sorry. was a beef salesman in Vegas or Miami, then sure, yeah. the mind might go to a more of a gigolo lifestyle. But in Chicago, I think every other dad is a beef salesman, right? Yeah, it's, it's big. You know, they big. still beef like big. beef there. Okay. So you grew up in a beef household. Yeah. Beef and pork. Beef and pork. But now my dad's a math teacher, but he's very um, well-versed in... He's part of New York media, basically. Okay. Because okay. because of his relationship with his daughter or because he's a voracious reader and consumer of all content? Both. Damn, your dad sounds cool as hell. He's pretty cool, yeah. Also, he delivers beef to the Wall Street Journal, just coincidentally. <laughs> <laughs> no, not weird. anymore. He got, he got out of the beef industry. It's very corrupt. I know that sounds totally crazy. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's a slimy business. Is it mob run? Let me guess. I don't know. 
the Chicago mob, it's not that big. Chicago is a, definitely a mob city. But I, Chris, I, w- I would suggest right. don't ask questions you don't want the answers to, brother. You might hear something that'll compromise you and your safety. I don't want any of us to get killed over this, so we can move so, on. So, Leah, your, your, your dad, so when you, when you send, uh, you know, an, say, an essay to your dad, you, you're assured that he will kind of give it to you straight his feedback uh, i don't even send it he just he's refreshing constantly uh, <laughs> he knows about your stuff being published before you know it's up yeah and you're yeah. the one who hits the publish button sometimes uh-huh yeah that's what he tells his friends mm-hmm. she's the one who hits the publish button <laughs> you're like ah, oh, you uh you know leah she's like a fucking editor or something huh? i don't know why i'm saying like that and he's like yeah, yeah she's the one that a, uh she pushes the <laughs> It's a classic, classic Chicago accent. Push the publish button. That's what an editor does. Like, ah, okay, okay. Thanks for the explanation. Uh-huh. I don't want to simplify the job, but it is, it is part of it. <laughs> it's a big part of it, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you don't publish anything, you're not going to get any readers. Mostly, I give people permission <laughs> to hit the publish button. I don't actually do it myself. That's that's the big secret. Oh. Of the yeah, it's it's. This sounds like this sounds like a classic tale of when you rise on the food chain, you d- you end up doing less work. Am I? right no comment it's more emotional than physical the labor the label you're doing at the bustle digital group is more is you're saying it's more emotional than, than it's physical. Very, it's incredibly emotional every day okay a roller coaster so you'll be like all right time to publish a story and your your fingers on the publish button on tumblr or whatever you guys use and someone's like no mm-hmm. that's for the help <laughs> have another mint julep leah and you're like, I think I'm gonna like the publishing business. How do you how do you know so much about this? I don't know. I have a vivid imagination. Mm-hmm. Jason's a big nylon reader. Nylon. So he's, he's, yeah. Yeah. He's kind of tapped in. Nylon. Nylon. Top magazine in a building. He's a known. He's a known reader of a lot of the Bustle Digital properties. But mm-hmm. Jason wasn't mm-hmm. in New York during the Gawker years like I was. You know, he wasn't refreshing the Gawker Stalker uh, in the in its heyday. And I. I have I have some questions for you regarding the the stolen intellectual property oh, of of Gawker and what Dumois has done, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I want you to go on the record and shit on those haters. Leah, pull no punches. Um, sure, no holds barred. Um, she really is from Chicago. <laughs> we, we do it. We're very up upfront. Yeah, like a wrestler chick. Go Sammy you know Sosa. Saying. Go Sammy Sosa on these losers. <laughs> <and you're off. laughs> I'd rather go, uh, you know, Frank Thomas, the big hurt. Oh, you're going to go Frank mode? That's Man, what they call, go the, mode. they call me the small hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. All right. S-M-O-L hurt. S small. But I do think that I, you know, at first... When Dumois, as a celebrity lover, once Dumois popped up at first, I was into it, and now I hate it. It was so good. At first, it was so good. And then I think Ms. Dumois realized her power and just made it the worst account in the world. A tale as old as time. I like that you said yeah. Ms. Dumois has a, like a real... Yeah. Now, do you have theories on who runs the account? Because I've heard different things. I don't know personally but my friend did interview her 
but she's, you know, very close to the vest about her identity. So it is a she. What are your theories? I've heard that she's actually related to a celebrity. Oh, like it's um, Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. Rebecca Paltrow. Right, right. Not, not maybe, I would guess not that high up. I would guess more of like a Bachelorette contestant from 2011 <laughs> is probably. Because he said celebrity. Do you think it was Colin Powell? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, he didn't die of COVID. He was taken out. He was taken out by. Gawker. Alexander Wang had Colin Powell suicided. Let's just say that. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we don't ask questions. But I think that, I do think that the, the problem with Dumois is what it's, it, it's the, there's a lot of mask shaming. Oh, interesting. Like, they're like, yeah, I saw so-and-so. They weren't wearing a mask. You know, it's a lot of... It's turned into part of the unfortunate tattletale culture that we live in. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. like, not fun or interesting. Or, like, I saw Courtney Kardashian, and she looked hot, which is what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's more... It's more... I saw Dale from The Bachelor at a dive bar in Raleigh. Right. And he didn't have a mask Chris, on. Chris, I think, I think your problem is you're really into mask shaming, but the other kind. <laughs> No, I'm not. It's just I just You're more like, like, oh, this I saw this pussy at Whole Foods wearing a mask. LOL, what a pussy. No, I just think it's it's turned into I just think that times since the original Gawker Stalker set the set the bar, I think times have changed and I think uh, for, in many ways, but I think that the access to you know quote-unquote celebrity is is very different now chris are you saying we're, that we're living in unprecedented times right now we are during these unprecedented times people want to say that you know claire from the bachelorette looked a little chubby in her tights mm-hmm. and i i don't think that's actually information that i want but i guess the follower numbers would disagree with me i just like i think that uh, claire from the bachelorette's publicist is probably not the most uh, not the busiest publicist mm. and perhaps has many Gmail accounts or many Instagram accounts that she uses to feed the streets. Yeah. I'm waiting on Jason and I to show up on there, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, well. So do you think we could maybe make it? I feel like we're close-ish. Probably after this podcast. <laughs> the the Finnegan effect. The Finnegan bump. They'll be like, you talk, mm-hmm. you talk to the small hurt. <laughs> but here's the thing, like other Dumois posts are like, Oh my God, I met Taylor Swift when I was 13 and she was so nice. <laughs> End post. <laughs> End post. There's not the necessary like ire towards celebrities, which is people should hate celebrities. Celebrities are so stupid. Mm-hmm. They're not people, but people, you know, we're in this era where people think they have to treat celebrities and their anxiety as legitimate i well what does that mean for us as we barrel towards fame are we going to become worse people than we already are absolutely i mean i don't know you but i i know that (laughs) you're already probably worse than you were yeah no for sure like we started we came out of the womb at like a four Mm -hmm. and then as soon as we publish our first podcast six and a half and now we're 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 touching Mm -hmm. eight right now and now you got you got the new york times article and what next wall street journal article that's a great question we're no they're not going to touch us probably they're a little more of a conservative paper as you know they got to do a they got to do a big story about trousers and i don't know if there's going to be any room for us i don't know you want to reach the financial world wall street journal doesn't talk about financial stuff anymore they just talk about you know top 10 socks or something no they have a great section it's called mansions it's about big houses (laughs) 
We're in the mansion section, baby. Come check I was gonna ask you. I was. I was gonna ask you what the mansion section was about, but you followed up so quickly with that inf- information. I didn't even have time. Thank you for that. That really, you're, you're really helping me. You're helping me out today. I'm more of a how to spend it girl. That's where I'm trying to get. You know, I want. I want overseas financial eyeballs looking at looking at us and our podcast. That that's where I'm trying to go. I'm I'm a little but we have Jason and I have different ambitions cuz he's trying to make the cover of Mix Mag still, which is like a DJ rag cuz he never when he was a DJ he never achieved that. So <laughs> we're we're kind of at odds on where this podcast is going. I like that you know the name. Our podcaster is DJs. I guess I've never really thought about it. <laughs> oh god, cuz I used to I used to select tasty tunes for an audience and now i'm selecting tasty takes for an audience so i guess when you think about it podcasting is a lot like djing mm-hmm. can you do me a favor chief and never say tasty takes again please that 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 i feel i feel i need to take a shower after that <laughs> but i mean Le- leah you you said you've never listened to podcasts which makes you cool mm-hmm. but is that is that your interest has never been peaked like when President Barack Obama was on in the garage with Mark Maron. You didn't press play because you just, I don't have time for this shit. You know, I've read his medium post. So what else do I need to know? <laughs> I think, I think you do just have too much respect for the written word that you don't really have mm-hmm. any time for any other forms of media. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched a movie before or TV? The movies. They're so long. <laughs> Book is long. Leah book can take me months. Book is yeah. Book is long, but you can fall asleep and no one judges you. You can also um, you can read it on your phone. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. iPad Pro. I've heard that. I recommend it. Do you? Are you the kind of person that reads books on your iPhone on the subway? You don't have a Kindle e-reader. I do, but I I prefer my phone at this point. I just read the Jonathan Franzen book on my phone. Jason doesn't know what that is, but if you could tell us a little bit about it, because I saw some literary types praising it. I did not like it. I was very disappointed in my favorite person in the world, Jonathan Franzen. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a big fan, so I'm surprised you didn't love it. But why Why do you think it's receiving critical acclaim if it's not actually good? Probably because it's kind of like the Topeka school in that it's just about men being trying to be profound i couldn't i couldn't get through the topeka school so i'm glad you said that i don't know making their way through the world and that's just it's boring i live that every day of my life so it's not exciting to read about it and they don't even have names like chris black exactly franzen who can even pronounce that it's it's barely legible Mm -hmm. do you read all the new releases do i read all the new releases yeah are you a big new release head no i have i have to wait like a year so i miss the press cycle See, this is something I, we need to get into because I need to figure out how to do that because I hate TV shows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear about it too much. I don't like Succession. I don't care about it anymore. The only thing I want to do is see Dasha on TV. Mm. I don't want to watch the show. I don't care about what happens. I don't care about the fucking theme song. I don't care about their fashion. He only wants Dasha. It's interesting. <laughs> Why? Why is that interesting? Why would you say that? You know what, Leah? I agree. It's all. I also think that it's interesting, but please expand. Yeah, but it's the only interesting thing about that because people are trying to make all the people in succession hot and they're not hot well, what about what about jeremy strong's nose job because i just watched um i watched zero dark 30 which he has a bit part in and also so does his nose so you do watch movies i watched i've seen zero dark 30 multiple times because it is a masterpiece <laughs> of the form 
So you're you're saying that Jeremy Strong's nose job is the most interesting thing about him, or do you think he's a great actor and you follow his career closely? I think it's the most interesting thing about him because he was, you know, just to inform the listeners who don't know, maybe Jason, he was a he was like a Law and Order character actor type for years and years, and this is his big breakout role, correct? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe Chris, maybe Chris, is he is is he hot like how Dasha is hot? No. I think, uh, I think Karen Culkin is. I decided he's hot. But 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 did you decide that because you like the show and his character, or do you think if you saw him walking down the street in Brooklyn Heights, you would offer to buy him an IPA? Oh, I don't know. You know, Leah, I think I I, I I see where you're coming from because when I was watching the season season three episode one, the episode featuring Dasha, there was I, I was looking at him and he kind of wears you know decent clothing it seems to fit his tiny body well mm-hmm. and it, you know you, you know like how like tom cruise for example like we all know that he's a, a little fella but you know like clothes kind of look proportionately correct on his body despite his size and i think i think Culkin has a little bit of that same special sauce going on plus you know his dark mm-hmm kind of depressive spirit i think a lot of people latch on to that mm. or most of the women that i've had sex with it's important to have clothes that fit that's true and as a as a very you know as a remarkably tall person myself that's a feeling that i rarely get to feel how tall are you six nine. Oh, here we go here we go she literally asked six nine for real six nine for real dead ass leah i'm five two i know i remember when you guys stood next to each other at that party i was pretty it was pretty cool did we I only met you, Chris Black. No, I think maybe I just saw you guys standing near enough to each other that I was like, damn, this is crazy. Either way, it, it must have been an unforgettable interaction. It's, an, it's another atmosphere. Do you think height gives Jason a bigger ego than he deserves? Yes. Does, does your height negatively affect you, or is this how you just go through life, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? Uh, I actually I have a height disorder, so I got to choose my height. So I chose five two. Go on. Are you fu- are you fucking are you fucking with us? No, I had to take. I don't produce my own growth hormone, so I had to take synthetic growth hormone, which is very controversial. But I mean, Jason could have taken it and been, you know, seven nine if he wanted to. What? Is, why is it? Why is it controversial? Because you're playing God a little bit. It's like, is it a cosmetic condition? A lot of people are like, my son can't play sports because he's too small. I want to put him on this hormone and some doctors are permissive. Yeah, and if you okay. have the money, you can take the hormone. Uh, but I was supposed to be four or five. So that, I don't, I don't think I would be the same. How does that, does that stuff, are there any side effects to that stuff? Does it make you feel funny or does it just kind of do its thing? That's a great question, Chris. Uh, <laughs> they don't know what the long-term effects are. So that is going to be interesting as I age. Really? So this, so this is like a pretty still figuring it out procedure then. Correct. If you turned up the juice even more and you started taking some 80s instead of some your little 30s, could you have been mm-hmm. even taller? Yeah, because also, um, you know, when you start going through puberty, your growth plates start to close. So I took a medication that kept my growth plates from closing. So I technically didn't age for two years. Whoa. You can take that medication for longer, and I could have been taller, but... It's already a little bit of a question mark, but then you don't want to kind of gild the lily, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Right. Was this a was this like a hard decision for your family or is it or was it like we gotta we gotta pull the pull the trigger on this? Well my mom's four ten, so I think her height affected her and she didn't want the same thing for me. But it was very you know, my my parents are 
really like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm eight. You're like, I'm only this many. Right, right. <laughs> me no, no heights. They're, um, you know, they, they gave me a lot of free will, which is nice of them. It's very nice of them and very progressive and very awesome. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I always think about, you know, height a lot. It's a big part of my life. And, and it, I always mm-hmm. think like when you're an extremely tall person like I am, obviously there's a lot of benefits that come with that. But there's also some disadvantages, and it's like I always say, it's like a handicap that nobody has any sympathy for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I obviously, as a smaller person, you know, the handicaps are are probably much more. It was interesting that um, you know there was an article in the Times about the relaunch of Gawker, and mm-hmm. uh, it mentioned this height disorder because I'm theoretically working on a, a book about it, and. After this article, someone was like, oh, they're, the new editor of Gawker is a dwarf, <laughs> which is technically true. It's a form of dwarfism. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, if someone says I suck, I can be like, that's ableism. Yeah, yeah, this is good. This is good for you. This is good for you. Dwarf shaming. So, J- Jason, why don't you do that? Yeah, Jason, it would go over really well. It would go over really well for this upper middle class white male from Huntington Beach to say right. that ableism was the reason that he wasn't advancing in his podcasting career. As as ridiculous as Chris made it sound, uh, that won't stop me from attempting it regardless. So after after your New York Times profile, how did your life change? Not at all. Did you did you get any cool inbounds or was it just like th- th- another day another dollar? Some people surfaced, but really um, anybody anybody you care to give a shout out to or you know anybody you maybe had a couple couple uncles came out of the woodworks try to hit you up for a little bit let me hold a couple grand yeah yeah they were like can I get fifty cents a word <laughs> wait you give that deal to everyone Leah what the fuck yeah unless you ask for more but you didn't ask for more so it's fifty cents. Always ask for more. Yeah, we're a dollar a word type podcast, I would say. Yeah. Well, you didn't say anything, so you're, now you're 50 cents. You live and you learn in this town. We're locked in at 50 cents, unfortunately. Well, I mean, I noticed that you guys are publishing a lot of short form content, mm-hmm. which I I like. Like, it's basically like a tweet with no rules. Mm-hmm. Is that what you tried? to? Was that like a, a goal or is that something that came to you as the site was developing? Because it's, it's a funny thing to do that I like. I, re- I really believe in, in short-form journalism. I think everything can be under 800 words. Uh, so I was very excited to start this site because I knew it would be a place for very quick, breezy posts about things that we think are funny. And I hope that's what it is to the to the readers like you. Yeah, I'm a reader, and I mean, there's also <laughs> been a lot of a lot of chit chat around the graphic design. Sure, yeah, very controversial. People love to talk about that. What are some of the controversies that you're hearing? I I like the the graphic design of it. Me too. Uh, they're like it looks like shit. It gives me a seizure. The UI is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> is it giving you some is it giving you some thicker skin now that you're an, an editor i've never my skin is very thick it's just you know leather at this point so no okay so you already came out of the womb thick af is what you're saying it developed over in my 20s what were you doing what were you doing in your 20s that caused you to have so many haters <laughs> uh well i was very you know busy in the media world and then i was at the first gawker and the first gawker essentially got canceled and I was very publicly fired and 
before that I was I was fired and I was basically fired from every single job. Why do you get fired so much? Because you seem pretty good at what you do. Ableism? Yeah, ableism. They don't want someone who is disabled. Mm-hmm. Dwarf, anti-dwarf. Hit the bricks, shrimp. That's what they'd say. I think that's exactly what they said on my outgoing evaluation. So you're saying the New York media is ableist against someone like you and that's caused you much strife in your career. Right, but I've, I've you know, I've gotten over it. Now I, you know, I'll get fired from this job and then you just, you move on. Okay. Have you thought about maybe having a backup Patreon or Substack going in the event that you do inevitably get canned again? No, I have too much shame for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. If you weren't working in the New York publishing biz, what is it that you, that you think you might be doing for a living other than, you know, other than the beef game? Uh, Stay at home mom. That's cool. Is that is that a goal that you're actively attempting to reach at the moment? No. Okay. I just want to be clear, you're not pregnant then. That's a personal question. This is a personal podcast, Leah. It's a it's a hip uh, hip violation. <laughs> you're asking about my fetus, so it's very personal. <laughs> what that fetus do, Leah? The fetus also gets 50 cents a word. <laughs> that's good to that's good to know that you guys aren't biased even no matter so there's no ageism going on at the new gawker. That's that's good to know. No, 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 not at all. Do you think that you do you think that you would actually be able to become a stay-at-home mom or do you you don't have the kind of need to work gene in you? Hey, that's a good question. Obviously, you're it's a it's it's a different kind of work as a stay-at-home mom. Plenty to be done in this house, but you know, huh. I I'm cuz I'm I'm asking because on a on a personal note, my life partner Sometimes we'll we'll sort of joke about it in a half joking way of like you know, let's hope that your podcast turns really good so I can just like you know be a stay at home mom or or just stay at home wife. The first of all, the podcast is really good. It's just not throwing off that much cash yet. Second of all, Jason, you are a stay at home mom already, so I don't know what. I don't know how that would work out in your household. Yeah, there can't be two stay-at-home moms. Yeah, because you take care of the dogs and you do all the cleaning and cooking and you like to get mail and stuff. I like to get mail. I thought the podcast was doing well. You went on tour. No, no, the podcast is doing well, but I'm just saying my my chick has expensive taste. My, I, I I also have expensive taste. This podcast ain't buying me a G-Wagon. No, I was talking yet. about you, Chris. My, my girlfriend has expensive taste, too. We did an article on the G-Wagon. You should Google it. It's a tax write-off. Yeah, no, I know because it's a because it's over a certain weight. Right. Really? Yeah, I do know that. I live I live in LA part time, baby. We know all about these little these tax shelters, you know. Oh, the rich right. get richer. Right. But I but I always like to tell her like, there's no way that you're going to like our podcast does make money now and it is cool, but like, you know, she's she's talking a little bit more of that Joe Rogan type type money and i and i always tell her you know you're you're gonna go you know the the idle hands are gonna drive you a little crazy you always got to be doing something and i don't think uh you know tending to the garden or washing the washing the bathroom floor or whatever for the ninth time today is gonna cut the mustard for her and I worry the same about you, Leah. I told someone I was going on a popular podcast today, and they said, is it Joe Rogan? That says more about you than it does about us and the kind of people that you keep around. Yeah. Were you flattered to hear that somebody thought that it was possible that you would be Rogan material? Yeah, I really did like Fear Factor. You're a twisted chick, if I may be so bold to say. Okay. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> won't stop you. You get down and dirty. <laughs> I, I was always very disturbed by people eating, you know, maggots or you know deer <laughs> yeah. semen chugging contest or something are like you, that. are you the kind of person that could let spiders crawl over you for a little coin 
I could probably get through it. How much Xanax do you take every day? Uh, zero. Are you not? You're not. Are you smoking loud though? No way. She <laughs> said no you way. Sound like a, you sound like a little bit of a narc, but I bet you're sipping on that natty wine. No, way. no, no way. So are you? Are you sober or straight edge? Uh, exper- experimental straight edge. So did you ever? Did you ever party when you were at your liberal arts college? Did you party or no? You know, I did um, LSD once, and I ended up crying on a median near Lincoln Center without my wallet. So, and then I had to like ask for, um, ask someone for money to get a subway car. Mm-hmm. So after that, I, I really decided I, I didn't want to do drugs. That turned you off to psychedelics a little bit. Oh yeah. It's very traumatic. <laughs> it's, pretty cool that, it's pretty cool that you did drugs once and you were homeless and broke. Usually it <laughs> takes people years to get there, but you kind of jump ship. You like yeah. learned, you learned fast and early that you are not built for this lifestyle mm-hmm. not, not for me not for that's me. cool i had to i had to learn the hard way of years of abuse to my body and spending thousands and thousands of dollars on controlled substances mm-hmm. but you know it it worked out for the best and i think that you seem like you're on the right path to success and who needs it you know i'm already there yeah you're already a pretty successful chick so what do you do to unwind the stresses of the world, uh, transcendental meditation, CrossFit, you know, what's your anti-drug? I really like a dessert. Oh, don't, I can't, don't get me started on this. I had to give up dessert like it was Oxycontin. Oh, no, why? Because it it's the final frontier for me being in the greatest shape of my life at 39. <laughs> well, what desserts did you like? Any of them. Any dinner that I went to, which is most dinners because I don't, I don't cook. Uh-huh. Um, there was a dessert and, it, and if I was eating at home, um, there would be an unreal candy, you know, the the fake healthy candy, or maybe oh, those are good, yeah. Maybe some good. Uncle Uncle Eddie's vegan peanut butter chocolate chip cookie. I can't even say it to be honest. I can't even say it. I'm salivating. Yeah. yeah. So what's your what's your go to pecan pie? Tiramisu? No way. No, I don't like pie. Who doesn't like pie? Pie's way overrated. You know, if I guess if you're if you're an intelligent member of the New York media i'm gonna guess it's coffee haagen-dazs weird no okay what's your what what if we're opening the finnegan fridge what are we seeing in there in the sweet section i like uh fruit snacks i like buying like really expensive chocolate i don't love this okay like okay when you say fruit let's do fruit snacks first let's when we say fruit are you talking about like a fruit by the foot I have recently gotten into that just as like an energy infusion in the middle of the day I keep like uh, some gushers in my dust drawer Jesus. if I'm feeling faint. <laughs> They're pretty good. So you use gushers if you need a little fuel to finish the day? You need a, yeah, a little pick-me-up. Okay, okay. That's smart. Get all those nutrients in there. But dessert I like, you know, ice cream bars. Like a Snickers or like a, or a classic one or you want high-end? Yeah, like a, like a Haagen-Dazs ice cream on a stick. What flavor are we talking about, Finn? It's classic. Vanilla. I'm a vanilla person myself. Yeah, it's great. But cake is the best. Well, all right. The real question is how many nights a week are we having dessert? Seven of seven? Five of seven? Oh, absolutely. Seven of seven. You're like me, and you're going to have to wean off. This can't. You can't exist like this forever. I even have a lunch dessert. <laughs> Holy shit. You freak. Yeah, this is, you know, it's drugs, but not drugs. This is. I'm getting a little bit of a Home Alone vibe from you. <laughs> like a no parents, no rules type of lifestyle oh yeah 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 that's true so so you're hitting balthazar at twelve thirty and getting a couple madeleines to, to snack on after you have a that does sound good 
that sounds really good. After you have sweet green and a cigarette, that sounds pretty cool. Mama needs her smile to go cookie. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Get in my belly. <laughs> very, it's very strange. You ever have a marshmallow like in the middle of the day? Fuck, fuck no. Damn, you're a twisted chick. Jason wasn't wrong. Hey, bro, you ever have a marshmallow <laughs> in the middle of the day? Pretty good. Like, do you pair it with a uh, a warm cup of Joe, or are you just raw dog? Just a raw, raw marshmallow. I gotta say, you're fucked up, Leah. You're a fucked up yeah, chick. This is- mm-hmm. Not not the first time we've heard it. <laughs> this, is, this this is taking a turn that I you're so you're telling me you're you're at home in your Eames chair pounding away on the MacBook Air just eating a raw marshmallow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an oversized, a comically oversized marshmallow, like a designer one, or like a bag of classics. You can get the really really big ones. Those are crazy. You almost have to eat them with a fork and knife. Yeah, you can, a marshmallow that requires two hands. Yeah, I mean, if it's you're really feeling fancy, you, you can put it over the, the gas flame and <laughs> give it a little color. But who has time for that? <laughs> give it a little color. I got this website to run. So The slack is dinging while you're over there and the marshmallow is melting. It's a tough, you got to really juggle a lot of stuff, it sounds like. It's true. It's true. Personal question, do you live alone? I do. Yeah. Okay. So then it doesn't matter that there's just white powder all over your furniture and clothing and everything like that? Not, I mean, not at all. No. I have a dog. Okay. Dog likes marshmallows as well. Or can dogs eat marshmallows? I don't, I've never had a pet. Yeah. They can eat marshmallows. So you're not, you're not like a vegetarian or a vegan or anything like that. You, no. You, you honk down on it all. Yes. I guess you are from Chicago at the end of the day. Yeah, real hot dog lover, I bet. Oh, yeah. Because marshmallows, you know, it, is, it does have gelatin in them, and that is made out of animals. Yeah. And you you probably like that. The pig's hooves. Hove hive. I'm getting a I'm getting a vibe from me. I'm getting a vibe from you that you may have been into punk and hardcore. Were you punk and hardcore adjacent in your younger years? No. I'm not getting that vibe at all, Chris. What, what made you say that? I just wanted it to be true, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what were you into? What were you into in high school? Uh, I had a lot of dollhouses. I really liked my dollhouses. He said in high school, Leah. Yeah. No, I was, you know, I had the short thing where I was the size of, I was very small. So that really fucked up being a normal teenager. So in high school, you were, you were not five, you had not hit five, two yet. No, no, no. So I was, uh, I did theater and I would always play like the kid parts. (laughs) So when I said, I'm only this many, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking your lingo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I where so did you would you grow up in the city of Chicago or a suburb? In the burbs, just like Pete Wentz. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One of Chicago's most famous. It's it goes Pete Wentz, Michael Jordan, as far as Chicago people yeah. for me. Wilco. Hey, don't get me started on Wilco. I Jason hates them and I love them. I, I feel like oh, you're, you're are, are you I don't hate Wilco. You have to love him. I'm uh I I absolutely rinsed Yankee Hotel Foxtrot many a time. What? I I know you brought I know you brought girls home from the club and put on Jesus etc to get it. <laughs> no, get it no, 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 no. That's fat girl music. <laughs> wow. This podcast goes for the jugular sometimes, Leah, and you're gonna have to yeah, accept my apology at, ahead of time. You're very honest uh, about women. I like it. Yeah, I don't. Um, just because I'm financially connected to him, but I guess uh-huh. that, I guess that there are some ups and downs. I think people listen and they know that it's a little bit in jest, but also maybe we're saying the things they want to say. You know what I mean? So Chris is worried about <laughs> me maybe getting canceled, Leah, for the things that come out of my mouth. Right. 
but you probably have a feeling that if anyone's going to get canceled, it's going to be my uh, co-host, right? I mean, being canceled can sometimes be the best thing that happens to a person. Do you have any examples? Allison Roman. Yeah. And then Chrissy Teigen got her got her due. I fucking hate Chrissy Teigen. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast. It's it's amazing to see her like just dying a did, slow did death. Chrissy Teigen's life and career get better after getting canceled? I feel like it didn't. I feel like she is living like a world of pain and torment. No, she's she's gone. She's, she's gone. gone. She's now just John Legend's husband. She's a fucking stay-at-home mom where she belongs. <laughs> oh. And I'm the one who's getting canceled. I mean, no one likes Chrissy Teigen. I think the world has turned on. I her. have a I have a sucker for the underdog. I am I'm, I'm sorry. You're, I, su- you're you are you I are a, a sucker su- for Asian women. You are a sucker for Asian women, but I think even you, Come on, I think even you could resist Tegan. No, I've, we've already talked about this before. I've, I've already dined with Tegan, and we've built. We had a gay old time. You should uh, interview her for Gawker. Fifty cents a word. Would you? You would. You haven't even read any of my samples, though, Leah. Are you sure you're done with that? Uh, I didn't. You must have sent them to the wrong email. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't send them. I don't have samples, but you. I mean, if I can get Tegan, you're saying, you know, we. It doesn't matter. No. They like, I don't know if you know how these websites. Have you ever read a, a, a website? No, he hasn't. The way the websites work, Jason, is they usually try to get a good headline for people to click. Okay. So if it says, if it says middling tall podcaster speaks to fallen legend Chrissy Teigen, <laughs> it'll probably, it'll fallen probably legend. get a click. Right, Leah? I mean, I have a feeling if it just says the Chrissy Teigen interview and it could, you know, like you don't, nobody will even check if the story is good or who wrote it. People just read the headlines. So it's right. totally chill. Yeah. They're obsessed. Well, Gawker, but, but Gawker is obsessed with Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah. They've, they've dedicated a whole section to her. Am I, am yeah. I wrong? Yeah. She hasn't really done much lately. Cause I think she knows we have a section on her. <laughs> we have one writer who just like writes about what she does. What's her section called? Does it have a name? It's called a uh, Chrissy Teigen. Got it. Okay. <laughs> That's a snappy, pretty straightforward, snappy name. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder it's getting clicks. Speaking of great names, Tegan is one of those. Hang it in the rafters. Do you think that she, do you think John Legend, John Legend is a guy who went to an Ivy League college. He's won multiple Grammys. He's rubbing elbows with the creme de la creme. Where did he go? Dartmouth? That feels racist, Leah. Or may, no, I think he went. <laughs> I think he went to Penn, actually, which is a lesser. I understand it's a lesser. I, know, I think it's a good school, Chris. But go yeah. ahead. he's a very accomplished guy. Do you think he's embarrassed of his sloppy wife? Uh, yes. Because what did you see that video where they're on a Zoom call with uh, Julia Roberts and Chrissy comes into the scene and she's wearing a ball gown <laughs> and she's like, uh, you know, she's like in the background doing like. She's probably, she looks inebriated, but she's like waving and Julia Roberts is like, what are you doing? Like, why are you dressed like that? <laughs> and everyone's kind of sneering at her. It's very good. Should, you can, uh, you know, watch it later. I'll check. I'll send you the link. That's, because I do dark. think, I think Tegan is unfortunately married her way into celebrity and it, she didn't handle it properly. She was already kind of a celeb before she got married though, wasn't she? No, bro. She was a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. She was outspoken online. She was. She was known for her sense of humor. I kind of, I kind of like Chrissy Teigen on the low, just because I like to zig when others zag. She got too big and she couldn't handle it. Yep, that's what's happening to us right now. I'm glad you pointed that out. Remember, she said, she said, I just want to be beloved. That was weird. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, a weird thing to say. I mean, I'm sure that's kind of what everyone wants, but to specify it like that is yeah you can't really say that you also can't really engineer that you know that's not really how it's going to work but that's a weird 
weird use of English. It is. Well, I don't think she's I don't think she's a master of the language by by any stretch of the imagination. Fair. You know, I I wouldn't look to her for that. She's kind of gone away though, for real. It's nice. It's nice. Who who should go away next? Kanye West. Oh, you don't like his rest? I think they're so funny. Kanye has sort of put himself away the same way that that Chrissy has. He literally is avoiding any of that. He doesn't he right. doesn't tweet, he doesn't post on social media and he wears them Wears a mask in public, you know that's pretty. I low. like the mask. I like the mask. I like building with Michael Cohen. Like I think that's all very cool. But overall, I don't know what I want to go away more that or Succession. Mm. I don't know which to choose. Chris hates cousin Greg. He wants him out of here. That's what, another thing. A, a Dumois trope is that cousin Greg is like this playboy, and everyone wants to sleep with him. Right. I think I, th- I think cousin Greg is a stick man. I don't know what that means. It means he's he's sexually um, experienced. Interesting. Well, I mean, who has the time for intercourse? Yeah, some folks do. Like the, the way he chooses to do it. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of downtime in Hollywood. He's not always working. <laughs> And, you know, that's kind of one of the perks. Yeah, he's guest bartending at Ray's and talking to sorority girls. And he's always like, I want to get married. <laughs> Do you think Cousin Greg is hot? No. Yeah, me neither. Do you think he's adorable? I told you I liked Kieran Culkin. He's more of my size. So what are some other short kings that really get your dandelion blowing? Uh, that only Kieran Culkin. Kieran only. Okay. Wow, that's a pretty limited scope. As someone who is very in touch with with celebrities and what they look like i'm shocked that that's where it begins and ends i don't you know i don't have a, a ton of celebrity crushes uh i like mark cuban <laughs> oh damn <laughs> leah you i gotta say <laughs> this is awesome all the stuff that you're saying lately is really good <laughs> <laughs> is it because you think he's hot or because he's rich or both both i think he's he's the best shark the best shark i would agree are you a big basketball fan I do like basketball, yeah. Yeah, so Mark's checking a couple boxes for you. I see what's happening here. Okay, yeah. so Mark Cuban and Kieran Culkin, is there a third that can kind of round out this trio of bachelors for you? Uh, I would love to date um, Kevin Durant. Damn. Because we went to the same college, so we're, we're classmates. Kevin Durant went to college? Yeah. So simply because the fact that you guys went to the same school is why you would like to date him? Yeah, because we automatically have something to talk about. You know, there's other people that went to your school that could be maybe more attainable than Kevin Durant. Have you tried tried any of those fellas? No, it was it was a small school, only fifty thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> I I Slim Pickens. I don't like Durant only because he's a big J. Cole fan. And it kind of, huh. it kind of, he's a great player, you know, but the Jake, that's a turn off for me. The Jake Cole stuff isn't great. I don't know what happened there. Mm. That's a misstep. But, uh, the, I liked his exchange with, uh, Michael Rappaport when he said, meet me at catch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you hate Michael Rappaport as much as we do, Leah? I don't have a strong opinion, but I can hate him as much as you do. If- Better question. Have you been to catch? No. You know what? We should take you there. It's pretty funny. That'd be great. And it's, it's honestly, it. food's not bad. All right. Are you a sushi? Are you a are you a sushi eater? Sure. You like it high end though, don't you? Uh, it doesn't matter. She'll do a key food sushi hit if she's on the go. No problem. <laughs> it's a great source of protein. I'm always trying to get that protein. <laughs> yeah. When you're when you're in and out of the gym, uh, constantly, you kind of need to load load up on that teen. You gotta. You need the muscle muscle repair. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm big on muscle repair. I'm big on reco- recovery. For the shorter kings, if you can't grow up, you can always grow out. Yeah, so I'm trying. 
Are you doing a lot of bicep, tricep work? I've always been a lifter, <laughs> but not a dedicated one. Okay. And not a, one who challenges myself. Sure. So you got the 10-pound dumbbells, but you could probably do 25s, but you just don't want to break a sweat in there. Right. Chris is also a lifter, so he can you can DM him and he'll send you tips if you need any. We have like lifting shoes. Speaking of lifting and shoes, maybe you can chime in on this, Leah. I was just working out in our hotel gym here in Austin, Texas before. That's where Kevin Durant and I met. You met Kevin Durant in Austin, Texas? Are you in Austin, Texas right now? Yeah, we're playing a show tonight at 310 ACL Live. How long gone in the building? Oh my God. Yeah, I went to UT Austin. What? Right. I didn't know you were a Longhorn. This changes everything. I bleed for an orange. <laughs> yeah. So you don't strike me as a big Texas chick off rip. Did you adapt an accent or any of the Southern living methods while you were here? No, but I had a lot of classmates named like Tant. <laughs> Could you spell that, please? T-A-N-T. Tant? Did you? Hold on. Did you? Did you go, was this like a, was this a, did you get a scholarship for grades or did you choose this? I chose it. Why? She's a, she's a sports lover. Did you go to South by Southwest and you just never left? Uh, yeah, because, you know, I love live music. I need to get back to Tant. <laughs> that was a lie. Uh, yeah, Tant. Uh, no, Texas is, it's great. I mean, are you enjoying it? Uh, actually, yeah, I was in Houston as well, which I like more than Austin. Houston is, Austin, Houston is a sleeper. It's sick. But we we've had we went to we had some tacos yesterday, um, uh-huh. and uh, I went to the original Whole Foods twice already, and uh-huh. the Bear, and the Berries Boot Camp. So I've seen Heaven. kind of all the important stuff. Heaven. We also went down to a fishing creek, mm-hmm. and boy, was that nice. We did some photography yesterday. But if there's anything we must hit tonight, we have a few hours before the show. If you just want to bless us, the Whole Foods. I mean. It's the greatest place on earth. I agree. I'm a, we're we're big Whole Foods heads on this side. I can tell you relate to us on that. Yeah, but you can go. You know, you can go to the Texas Tower, uh, a site of one of the first school shootings. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I'm going to call Jason the Texas Tower on stage tonight. So thank you for. That's a good idea. Yeah, please credit me. Be like Reed Gawker. I really thought it was going to be something involving onion rings. So. <laughs> it, t- it took a darker turn with the f- the school shooting vibe, but I'm I'm still willing to check it out. It's great, Leah. How do you think? Uh, how do you think this podcast went on your end? Scale of one to ten, or maybe a Rotten Tomatoes. Seven, seven point nine. Certified fresh. I think I agree with you. I've been on a podcast before. It's my first time on this podcast. Yeah, but it, but it's a it's the first important one you've ever been on, and that changes first things. one with like yeah. a, with an, like an audience and stuff. Sure, sure. I th- I think you have a nice you have a nice dry demeanor. Uh huh. How many listeners do you have? A lot. <laughs> more than fifty, but less than fifty thousand. No, more than fifty thousand. Oh, great. Yeah, quite a lot. They'll go check out Gawker.com for sure. Every student at University of Texas at Austin. Exactly. Yeah, them and then all of their family members. We're, we're looking at, we're, we're quadrupling what 50, I don't want to get into it. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't mm-hmm. like to talk numbers. That's a little gauche. I'm, I'm a, mm-hmm. I pretend I'm a wasp. So mm-hmm. um, just know that you'll be getting a lot of people coming out of the woodwork for this as well. That's great. I can't wait. Yeah, that guy you never wanted to hear from again is definitely listening to this podcast. Tant. Mm-hmm. Tant, Tansa is subscriber. Uh, okay, your Facebook is about to blow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Leah Finnegan, thank you for joining us. You guys check out Gawker.com is the website. Um, and uh, if they need to follow you on social media, where should they do that? Uh, Twitter.com slash Leah Finnegan. 
TV. She's got the she's got the fire handle. Thank you for your time. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you, and guys. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.